The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, July 26th. President Trump and the head of the EU agree to de-escalate the trade war. A group of House Republicans files articles of impeachment for Rod Rosenstein, and the president has postponed his next meeting with Vladimir Putin until after the midterm elections. But first, the big idea. Michael Cohen, the president's longtime attorney, once vowed that he'd take a bullet for his boss. But in making public their recorded conversations, he might be the one pulling the trigger. In the nearly four months since FBI agents raided his Manhattan properties as part of an investigation into bank fraud and other crimes, Cohen has felt wounded and abandoned by Trump. He's waited for calls that never came, or even just a signal of support publicly. Cohen got frustrated when Trump started talking about him in the past tense. Then last month, he panicked when he thought the president no longer cared about his plight at all, and he became furious when Rudy Giuliani criticized him on TV. In Cohen's gravest hour, as one associate describes it, Trump is, quote, leaving him out in the wilderness. The result? Open warfare. Cohen's actions appear to be driven more by his outrage over the president's indifference and a feeling of betrayal than by a legal strategy to help his own case. Tuesday's public release of the Trump-Cohen audio came as a surprise to federal prosecutors who were investigating Cohen in New York. Current and former law enforcement officials question why someone like Cohen, who is seen as angling for a plea deal, would choose to make potential evidence public. That kind of maneuver generally angers investigators and can make it harder to cut a deal. Cohen has chosen to morph from Trump's pugnacious defender to a truth teller. Lanny Davis, one of Cohen's attorneys, says that his client, quote, had to hit a reset button. From that raid earlier this year, the government has more than 100 recordings that Cohen made of his conversations related to Trump and the president's businesses. According to some people familiar with what the feds have, Trump's voice is on several of the recordings, but only in snippets. The only recording in which Trump and Cohen have a substantive conversation is the one that Lanny Davis released to CNN the other night, according to these sources. Trump's advisors are now privately debating whether they should try to seek a court order to stop Cohen from putting out more tapes. They're also considering whether they should release tapes that they tell us are very unflattering to Cohen. The plot thickens. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the United States and the European Union announced that they will work in good faith to try ending the trade war. Trump and European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker pledged to hold off on car tariffs that both sides have been threatening, while working to resolve the tariffs that have recently been put into place, and then to pursue a bilateral trade agreement. The EU, trying to make nice, said it will begin importing more U.S. soybeans and liquefied natural gas. But many questions remain unanswered. Trump, for example, did not definitively agree to suspend steel and aluminum tariffs against EU countries. And though the president signaled he wouldn't impose new tariffs on European goods, he didn't take the option off the table, perhaps trying to give himself more leverage. Juncker, for his part, did not pledge to reduce existing tariffs on U.S. car imports. 
Still, White House officials are calling the meeting a major breakthrough and saying it's evidence that Trump's hardball tactics are paying off. Meanwhile, some of the largest companies in America are reporting that the trade war has already been eating into their profits. Sales of everything from My Little Pony to Maseratis are down. And businesses like Jack Daniels, Coca-Cola, and General Motors are blaming the Trump tariffs as they announce increases in prices for U.S. customers this week. Number two. Eleven members of the House Freedom Caucus filed a resolution Wednesday night calling for the impeachment of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, the guy responsible for overseeing Bob Mueller's Russia probe. Representatives Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan, who were leading the effort, stopped short of forcing an immediate vote on the measure. This spares Republican lawmakers from a potential dilemma for now. The effort is the most aggressive step taken by Trump allies to date in their efforts to weaken the special counsel investigation. House Republicans have been ramping up their attacks on Rosenstein in recent weeks. They've accused him of withholding documents and of being insufficiently transparent about the handling of the ongoing federal investigation into the president. Rosenstein says that he's being more than transparent. But House Republican leaders have distanced themselves from this push from Trump loyalists to remove Rosenstein from office. Remember, Rosenstein is a Trump appointee. But Republicans like Paul Ryan would much rather be talking about the tax cuts than this. Number three, Trump has delayed his proposed follow-up summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin until 2019, after the summit was widely criticized on Capitol Hill and threatened to become an October surprise that could harm GOP prospects in the midterms. National Security Advisor John Bolton said in a statement that the president now believes the meeting should not take place until, quote, the witch hunt is over. On Capitol Hill, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was grilled by lawmakers on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee yesterday. Both Republicans and Democrats offered a withering assessment of Trump's behavior in Helsinki last week and questioned his ability to lead the United States on the world stage. Here's Bob Corker, the Tennessee Republican who chairs the committee. Hell, let's run the transcript again if you want to talk about it. But the fact is that it's the, it's the president's public statements that create concern amongst senators on both sides of the aisle. Pompeo said the president accepts the views of the intelligence community that Russia interfered in the 2016 election, and he said the U.S. will never recognize Moscow's annexation of Crimea. Meanwhile, Trump's former top Homeland Security advisor, Tom Bossert, said that Bolton's power play to purge the National Security Council has left the White House with nobody in charge of U.S. cyber policy. Rob Joyce, a highly regarded former NSA cyber sleuth, who had served as Bossert's deputy for cyber policy, left as part of Bolton's house cleaning at the NSC. Yahoo News' Mike Isakoff says that means no knowledgeable official is in charge of organizing government-wide responses to malicious cyber attacks from foreign powers. Looking forward, Trump is scheduled to hold a National Security Council meeting on election security this Friday, which will likely include a discussion of Russia's attempts to interfere in the 2018 elections. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, July 26th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.